these men thought I was intimidating and unapproachable. In today's episode, we're talking about romantic relationships, astrology, and your relationship with food. Here's the intro. Welcome to the Avi Unfiltered Podcast. This is Avishai L, your host, holistic health coach, and lifestyle expert. In this podcast, we're going to be interviewing top health experts, as well as talking to holistic healers, spiritual healers, and just helping you with everyday life. Each episode is going to be extremely fun. And as I always say, bring a green juice because it's going to be very juicy. I love relationships. Love is love. I think love is absolutely beautiful. And I see a lot of people in relationships. I see a lot of people getting married and I'm so happy for them. I love going to weddings. I love pinning Pinterest pens for weddings and things of that nature. I love talking about relationships. I just think it's it's amazing. I just I love flowers. I love all of that stuff. But am I currently in one? Not currently. And <laughs> I'm 29 years old. I used to look at age and be like, oh, I'm getting up there and I'm still single. And sometimes when I tell people I'm single, they can't believe it. Usually when I tell people I'm single, they put the blame on me. They end up saying, oh, you're too picky and you're too this and you're too that. And I find that I'm really not picky like that. Like the way the universe deals with me, I'll give you an example. I remember this one guy, he wanted to take me out on a date and I think I was going through a period where I was kind of kind of giving up on who the normal people I would naturally be interested in at this time. I told you I'm unfiltered. So I wanted to try maybe another type. You know, I see a lot of posts and articles of people saying maybe, you know, I'm trying to remember the quote where they say it's not what you want, it's what you need. So I was trying that approach. So I was trying a different type. So this guy wanted to take me out on a date and I I agreed to it at the time. The minute I agreed to it, the universe, my spirit guides, I can hear here I'm clear audience, clear I have all the clairs. I guess that's a fad now. I was born like that. So to me it's just natural <laughs> to hear things from otherworldly people. But anyway, I'm sitting there. I was sitting in my kitchen and I was like, oh, I'm going to go out on a date. Haven't been out on a date in a while. And the minute I said that, the universe said no. I never heard. (laughs) I never heard the spirit guides say no that fucking loud. Like it was so fucking loud. I thought they were actually in my kitchen in the living room immediately they said no so when people say I'm picky it's not that like if the universe the way the universe works with me and you can send me uh, an email at abishail7 at gmail.com if this is you too the way the creator the angels the spirit guides I can't just be with anybody and that's what I think I was trying to do And the universe was like, we're not having that. That's going to fuck up your purpose, your mission, all of that. So 
it had nothing to do with, oh, I'm being picky. I'm, I'm a very, very open-minded, free-spirited type of individual. I'm not judgmental in the slightest. You know, I see beyond people's facial features, even though, I mean, come on. We do like people who are appealing to the eyes as well, because you have to wake up next to this person. Or if you're, no, you're just dating and maybe you're not moved in together, you do have to see them. You know, you like something that's appealing to the eyes, but a lot of times I'm very sapiosexual, and I'm also vegan sexual, and that's going to be in another episode, but I'll tell you why I'm vegan sexual. And again, it's not a judgmental purpose. It's for a, a good, good purpose. But sapiosexual, like if you can stimulate my mind, that's the first thing that's very attracted to me and men. So <laughs> like I said, I was trying another type and it just didn't work out. This person was devastated, but you know what they told on themselves? Cause they were saying shit like it's okay. You know, I'm not going to kill myself or what I was like, where is this coming from? You know? So I was seeing signs and certain behaviors that were very unattractive and not conducive to my health because for someone to say that and then I after I had cut this person off they kept trying to be in my life but they were they would message me like lots of times during the day and I have friends that message me lots of times during the day but I know them (laughs) they're my friends and I didn't really like this this person and already told him it was kind of over and they were just kind of holding on kind of thing so I was like you know you got to trust your intuition I always go with my spirit, what my spirit says, and I needed to trust my intuition on that. So it's not like I I try to give many people chances. I've even tried to go certain places. You got to understand how my spirit functions. Like people would tell me, you need to get out. And as if I don't get out, (laughs) you need to get out and you need to go here and you need to meet this person. And it's not that if the universe tells my ass to stay home and not go somewhere, I have to adhere to that because there's consequences. I tried to do that. I remember when I wasn't that intuitive as I am now, or when I didn't actually listen to it. And I remember going into work and I probably should have stayed my fucking ass home (laughs) that day. I went into work. I got in a horrible, horrible car accident and it could have taken my life. So I'm very careful about who I give my energy to. Um, and I also got to be concerned, you know, if I'm going to have a family, you know, with this person, do I, you know, your bloodline, all of that shit, you know, you got to be careful with who you exchange energy with and sex is energy exchange and, and all of that. So Anyways, people usually think I'm married or they think I'm engaged and they look completely fucking shocked that I have nobody. I always get people coming after me and it's very weird. I'm going to have my mom on the show. She's been a witness. I remember taking the bus several times and I was harassed, verbally harassed, uh, sexually harassed with people's comments and things like that. I had to defend myself by my fucking self. And I'm not saying that that means that people are attracted to you because I don't think harassment means attraction. I think harassment is controlling. And, but it's just weird. I walk outside and people, they do try to approach me, but if the universe is like, no, that's not it. No, you're not meshing well. You know, so I've had, I've had crushes on people 
And I haven't told anybody because, again, it reminds me of that. I remember that episode on Sister, Sister. And I remember Tia had a crush on Brian McKnight. And she thought he liked her, too. And so she was shocked when he actually had a girlfriend. And I'm really not the type to tell someone I like them unless they tell me first. I do, you know, I have a particular type. You know, I'm I'm into health. So, you know, you like for people to look, <laughs> look someone healthy, someone healthy, somewhat healthy at least. And but then again, it's like I'm not that like of a picky person but people get this and a little later in the show I'll go over why people get this energy from me so I get approached a lot and I remember actually going to the gym here we go again I had just gotten out of the hospital it was like September but for what I was recovering from it took a few months so it was November and I was still weak on my left side my whole left side was paralyzed guys my whole left side side was paralyzed so it was very weak I had some strength in it but I was going to get my strength back and I was going to the gym and someone who I considered family at the time they came up to me and they were like you look they thought I was unapproachable and intimidating and I'm looking at them I'm like really you know I said I'm happy I'm I'm finally at the gym but I'm also not gonna look like, oh, this is great, you know, because I was doing battle ropes and I needed, you know, that game face on and I had my headphones in my ear and I was like, yeah, I'm going to slam these ropes. You know, I get very aggressive and excited when I go to the gym. I just really love the gym. So someone who I thought was family at the time, they told me, they said, there's a bunch of guys that were looking at you. And they would have approached you if you were smiling. I'm like, here we go again with the fucking smiling. I have nothing against smiling. (laughs) I smile every fucking day. But I'm like, my face is paralyzed. What more do you fucking want from me? I can't smile. I'm happy. You should be able to sense my happiness. Why do I have to look like I just ate a bowl of cotton candy and flew a fu- on a fucking roller coaster. Like, why do I have to look like that? You know, so, and they told me, they said, you should smile more. And trust me, I've smiled. And if people want, my thing is, if someone wants to talk to you, if someone's got to have you, if someone's like, that chick is gorgeous and she's beautiful and she's beyond beautiful. She has a mind on her. She has a body on her. She has the whole fucking package. You're going to go after her no matter what, you know? And so that was that, you know, and I, I told, I told this particular person that, and this was one of those days where I was looking and I said, I'm 29 and I'm a, you know, I'm a good person. I don't have any children yet. I don't have, you know, this and that. So I was in my feelings a little bit that day. Plus I was going through a lot of sickness and I just felt like my life was kind of taken from me at the moment. I felt like I was watching other people from a lens and myself, I was you know suffering. Um, but there were some beautiful, beautiful lessons in that. So I'm grateful for everything that has happened to me. 
but they're not the first person that said that. I asked another person, I said, why do you think I'm single? And they said, because you're intimidating and you're unapproachable. I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I'm that way. So I'm going to read to you this poem that I wrote, and it's in my poetry book that's up on my website, www.avishail7 at gmail.com. And I wrote it because this is what I was experiencing from different people, and it's called Guarded. She's been called guarded, aggressive, scary. She's been made to feel like something was wrong with her. Like she should change, be more girly, be more approachable, approachable. Don't be intimidating, smile more, talk more to untrustworthy people, be like everyone else, vibrate on 3D. Come back down to the land of calcification where people have no recollection of a nation, just followers of a new world creation. They wanted her to change her vibration, to vibrate lower so her brain could work slower. So she could be controlled by the birth of a patriarchy, a new matrix, you see. Something that remained a mystery to the mass stupidity. Know your place. We are frightened of your beautiful yet occult-like face. You are too mysterious. I want to walk away. I want you to change so I won't be afraid. You make my soul ache because it doesn't want to transform or vibrate higher. It wants to cloud what the spirit wants to say aloud. But forget what I need to change. You need to change, Avishai. You need to change. You are too much. You are too guarded. You are too, you just need to be somebody else so people can like you. It is your fault why they are jealous. It is your fault why they dislike you. You are the problem. They want to ask you out, but you don't smile. They think you are guarded. All these words are bullshit. I object to this shit. This is me talking. <laughs> it is not I, but they're demons that throw a fit when I walk in the room to lit or light that bitch up. They spilled their cup. They refuse to offer nobility like me, someone who could help them be free. Their demons wouldn't let them leave, so the easiest thing was to blame me. I am not the corporate entity everybody wants me to be. They can't take me home to mama because I know the truth is there was never a President Obama. Just a CEO, but what the fuck do I know? How about I call all you bro so we can squash this conversation? Then you'll never know how deep the rabbit hole can go. I'll just be that mysterious, intense, threatening woman that your electric spark will never enter in. So this was... <laughs> this was a day where I just... I kind of had it up to here because I kept hearing the same frigging comments the same comments and a lot of people are, can say to me well you're telepathic you can mind read who likes you it's like if they're I'm telepathic but the creator does not have you ignorant and does not have you out here looking stupid I very well can feel someone may have an attraction but at the same time they may be with someone and I don't want to overstep my bounds and they may not want to admit that to me yet so meanwhile, I'm going to them saying, I like you and I can feel this attraction and we should, you know, and they don't feel that way. Or if they do feel that way, they don't want to admit it out of respect for someone else that they may find that's an easier catch than me. Or you, if, tell me how you feel about this. <laughs> tell me how you feel about this. Like I said, send an email to avishail 7 at gmail. Dot com. I will say that 
like I said, I do have crushes on people. I just don't verbalize it and make it known unless my spirit guides, my angels, my ancestors tell me. If someone wants to approach me, they can approach me. I'm not going to, you know, stab them or smack them or turn them away or say, oh, my God, this fucking person is so annoying. I'm a very kind person. And if the feeling's mutual, the feeling's mutual. Whatever's supposed to happen is meant to happen. So if someone does want to approach me, they can. I'm not going to turn people away. Like I say, if if I didn't block your number, if I didn't block you on social media, if I didn't block you in person, I mean, you, you have free range to say whatever the fuck you want to say. No one's stopping you. So, but I want to go into why people might think I'm unapproachable and intimidating and it's one of my fun topics subjects astrology so I've gotten into astrology more in depth in the recent years and I love learning about it I love learning about all things astrology and I learned how the energy of the planets are and what my dominant planets are and when I saw what my dominant planets my dominant signs were my dominant planets are somewhat maleficent <laughs> somewhat maleficent unforgiving and very dark so two of my dominant planets are Pluto and Saturn the dominant signs in those planets, Pluto in Scorpio and Saturn in Capricorn. Then the third, <laughs> dear God, the third one is Jupiter and Gemini. So I have Gemini, Scorpio and Capricorn as my dominance and the mo- they're all tied. They're all tied with a lot of Capricorn scorpionic energy and I'm more Scorpio Capricorn than any Gemini than anything because like I said those are my dominant planets but it intensive then I have two squares that intensify Scorpio and I'm not going to tell you everything about astrology because this was fun I liked when people gave me two a couple tidbits of astrology and I went and I looked it up for myself so Go and look up like what what Pluto does, what Saturn does, uh, Saturn rules Capricorn and why and all of that good stuff. So two squares, I have Mars and Leo square Pluto and Scorpio, (laughs) which intensifies the fucking shit out of Scorpio. And then Venus and Leo square Pluto (laughs) and Scorpio. I have the same squares as Bruce Lee. And sometimes my pictures can look like Bruce Lee. It's kind of weird. I always joke with my mom and I said, Ma, <laughs> who's the real father? But it's just a joke. It's it's obviously just a joke. He's not my dad. But I relate to him because that's how my mind functions. You got to, with Mars and Leo square Pluto and Scorpio and Venus and Leo square Pluto and Scorpio, you have to train the beast within because that's the beast I don't like the word beast. That's the monster, I want to say. <laughs> the monster within that makes you very aggressive. And it makes you very, I guess, intimidating and unapproachable because people almost don't know how to take that energy. You could be having, it's, it's, you could be standing there and people will feel this intense energy because Pluto is really otherworldly and also underworlds. 
So people feel like there's something else going on in her and we, you know, we don't want to be bothered with that kind of thing. So let me know, men, let me know if this is true, if this is what you get from me. Sometimes people even think I'm an Aries, which makes it even worse because that's just straight fire. But it's probably my Mars and Leo square Pluto and Scorpio because Leo is fiery. So that tends to be why people can feel that way. I'm not going to say my other signs and where other placements are because those don't help either. But I think that's part of the problem. What shouldn't, it still shouldn't be a problem because I'm the type of person when I really want someone or something, I really want that person. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And, and to me, it's like, oh, that's a challenge. If I see it as a challenge, it's not like I'm playing hard to get and I'm like, oh, you're never going to get me. No, I'm being myself. I'm working as I should. I'm incorporating self-love. I love myself. I'm eating healthy. I'm pouring into myself as I should be doing. No one's like, oh, you can't get me. Ha ha ha. Can't catch me kind of thing. You get it's it's just the fact that the fact of the matter is that person that challenges you is going to change you for the better. You're both going to change each other. You can learn something from each and every single person. I don't like someone who's who's not going to challenge me. Like I said, I'm sapiosexual. Like talk. I, I'm not trying to change that person either. If you're not uh, intellectual or a person who likes to write or speak or use their brain if you're someone who says I'm going to the drive-in and, and McDonald's and I'm going to talk about burgers all day I'm probably not the girl for you because <laughs> that's going to drive me up a fucking wall but I also meet people where they're at like I said I'm sapiosexual like that's I can't change that and that's part of me being Gemini dominant Gemini and my moon is in Libra so I'm a very communicative, intellectual kind of person. I'm not sharing my houses. I'm not doing that. But I'm a Cancer. I will share. I'm a Cancer sun, moon in Libra. I don't share my ascendant and I don't share anything else. And my dominant signs are Gemini, <laughs> Scorpio, and Capricorn with my temperament in Leo. My temperament and the way I love is in Leo. So I'm very like Leo in love. So you can look that up too if you want to know that. So that's how astrology can play a role. For those of you who don't believe in astrology, that's fine because I, like I said in my last episode, I was into church and in the church, astrology was the devil <laughs> and you're going to go to hell <laughs> if you love astrology, even though the Bible is really... Well, you can look that up too. Look up the etymology of Bible. That's what you can do. Bible is short for something else. So you can look that up and see what the Bible really is. And then you can come back and say, okay, I want to know astrology now. <laughs> so astrology, I use it every day in my everyday life. And I, I just love it. I just love furthering my knowledge. And it does affect how people view you. Not that we care what people think. I could care less what people think. Like I just read that poem. And if someone continuously wants me to change and wants me to adjust something that I'm not even doing, 
I'm not going to do that to make people feel comfortable. I'm sorry. That's I'm sorry, not sorry. That's who I am. That's my makeup. And I have worked extremely hard and diligent to become the person that I am today. And in my poetry book, I do talk about some of my life. But if you learned some of my other life and a lot of people, they don't want to go that deep. Like I said, you got the people who are like, are we going out to drink tonight? We're going to the Ruby Tuesday. Like I used to go to Ruby Tuesday and take the substances, opioids, going to Ruby Tuesday and McDonald's. Good. And then you try to have an intellectual conversation and people, you ever see that when you ever or see that look on their face when you're talking and someone shuts you up and shuts you out kind of thing. So that's not me anymore. That was me. And I find that, like I said in my other episodes, we sometimes you have to separate because people like that and they don't want anything else. But you have to continue to want for yourself. And at that phase of my life when I was addicted to food, which brings me to my next subject, which is relationship with food which is a very important relationship. Like I said, it's the physical, the emotional, the mental, the spiritual aspects. I used to be addicted to food and not even know I was addicted. Like I said, I would go to McDonald's and I'm not picking on Ruby Tuesday because they do have salad bar and organic salads now. So, hey, I'm not picking on Ruby Tuesday. I still love Ruby Tuesday. (laughs) But there was Ruby Tuesday I would go to. There's... McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, when they had Roy Rogers, I was mad when they took Roy Rogers away, but I would go to all these different places and I never saw it as a food addiction. I always thought food was community and food brought you together. So, (laughs) which it still does. But when I switched over to eating more healthy, I realized, hmm, I'm using food to cope with a lot of things. And I know you heard me say I was addicted to opioids before. For me to, I didn't go to (laughs) rehab. I didn't go seek a therapist. Because like I said, I was very into the church and there was a certain belief system where you didn't go to therapy. You kind of were your own therapist, which it did help me become stronger in the long run. So I'm not picking on that either. People have different beliefs and things like that. I, and I didn't really want to admit at the time, I think that I needed someone because I've always been the type that would deal with my own shit. Though I did want to check myself into a facility before. But the way I got off of opioids and it ignited a food addiction in me. I started to turn to food to get that taste that I used to have. I used to smoke cigarettes too, to get that taste from cigarettes. And cigarettes used to taste like coffee to me. So what did I drink? I started drinking coffee. (laughs) Uh, Certain foods, I started developing certain cravings for foods that I didn't used to really have. So it developed a food addiction. That was not the only food addiction. There was some emotional stuff I didn't deal with. There was some mental stuff I didn't deal with. So When I switched over to eating healthy and I realized, oh, you can't have your cheeseburger or your fish burger because I was vegetarian at the time, pescatarian vegetarian at the time. When I realized I couldn't have these things, I had to adjust and it started to feel like I'm on this diet. I'm dieting. There's dye in dieting. (laughs) 
I started to feel a little dead inside. And when you feel dead inside, when you're switching over, that could be a good thing because your body is detoxing. My body wasn't used to eating steamed broccoli, (laughs) steamed onions, and all this steamed shit that was good for me. And so when I switched over, some days I would I would eat I would eat very clean. It would be like it would be one to two years would go by. I would eat very clean. And all of a sudden. It's like, oh, I'm craving this. I'm craving that. I remember getting down to 127 pounds and I'm not far from that right now. Five, four. I was 127 pounds. I was going to boot camp five days a week going spinning or cycling they call it four days a week right after boot camp people used to look at me like I was crazy this was straight up in the morning or grand rising I should say and I would go there so I was very very active every single day and I would say well I'm fit now I'm small now I'm lean now but I was going through so much stress I didn't know what my purpose was at that time I was all over the fucking place. I was like, I want to do this. 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 And I had just began my journey as an entrepreneur uh, who had no insurance. <laughs> like I was I was having to hustle and I was also all over the place. So I was stressed. What do you do when you're stressed? Naturally, you go for the food. And like I said, the mind is very fragile. The mind is very fragile. Pay attention to your mind. Please nourish your mind. The mind is very fragile. So I'm sitting on the couch. It all started with one thought. You want to know what the thought was? The thought was, what if you ate a whole jar of peanut butter? And a lot of times on a spiritual level, The lower self really starts to talk when it's like, ha, ha, ha. The higher self is vulnerable now. Let me speak to it. And I was very vulnerable because I was stressed out of my fucking mind. I said, I can't deal with this anymore. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) I was so stressed. What did I do? I went in the kitchen. Got that jar of peanut butter. I ate the entire jar of peanut butter. One jar of peanut butter turned into two jars of peanut butter then my mind started to twist and it knew it's like I knew it was wrong but then I tried to make it healthy so after the two jars of peanut butter I said well if I put mulberries and blueberries I can have a bowl of peanut butter and it's healthy because there's blueberries and mulberries so how I was thinking before had changed because I let this stress and this addiction take over I was no longer in control then it went to a jar of almond butter a day a jar of cashew butter then it went to kits bars these they're peanut butter and medjool date bars and they have some other stuff in it I would hide because people started to notice I had a food addiction especially my mom so I would hide them And I'd go in the bathroom. This is how bad it was. I would go in the bathroom and eat a whole box. Mind you, there's 20 bars. There's 20 bars of kits in a pack. 
I ate all of them. Then I would hide wrappers under the WRAP. <laughs> WRAP. I know this is romantic relationship. WRAP under my bed. So no one would see it. And so I could get some more. And then I would eat a jar of these date. Can you tell I like my jewel dates? <laughs> these date chocolate nuts popums these balls they're chocolate balls and I would eat it all in one sitting then it turned into Lara bars so it just got worse and worse and worse and I didn't know how to stop it and then what happened next it it just it just got so so bad then I said you know what I'm sick of this diet I'm gonna try the 80 10 10 diet so I tried the 80 10 10 diet but I did it my way. <laughs> I did it my way. I decided I'm going to eat medjool dates and bananas. So my diet each day consisted of medjool dates. I used to order the fresh ones and I would get this big box of medjool dates. You want to know how many came in that box? 60. How many did I eat in one sitting? Because I was stressed and I was working and I was not focused on my purpose. 60 of them. 60 of them in one day. I ate 60 module dates in one day. <laughs> Horrendous. And then the next day, I had 10 bananas and I made ice cream with those bananas. So by this time, I'm getting up in the 140s. I'm like 146 at this time. I didn't know how to stop myself. And I remember going to, this was January 2014, 2015. I remember going to cycling right after boot camp. And I'm cycling. I'm like, I'm feeling really dizzy though. And I said, that just felt weird. It felt like I could have fallen off the bike. And I noticed that the floor was no longer under my feet. It was now in front of my face. And I said, okay, this is very strange. So I had to leave early. I said that what's what's going on? What's happening? It took me several months. And I went to about July. I went and got a blood test done. And it showed that I was type 1 diabetic. I had liver damage. I had anemia. And all my organs were slowly shutting down. And not only that, my body was no longer able to process protein correctly my hair was thinning it wouldn't grow for three years I I will go over more of my health journey but I'm telling you this is food addiction is serious and I deal with people one-on-one in groups even for food addiction this is why I have the live the life you love program over on my website and I'll be updating that. It's going through some changes right now, but it's www.avashiel.com. When you get there, click the subscribe button so you could get on my newsletter so I can update you all on programs and certain projects that I'm working on, speaking engagements, and what else I can do to support you. And also, I'm doing a giveaway that can help you start your process. So I'm giving away some ebooks. I'm giving away some organic clothing, notebooks so you can write down your food, your mood and things like that stuff that can help you progress. And I'll also be doing some future giveaways. So get on that uh, subscription list and my newsletter. 
for that. So I had to really delve in. By this time in July, I was up to 168 because I just couldn't stop eating. I couldn't stop eating. My brain twisted so much to the point where I said, why do we even have to swallow food? And I guess this month is mental health awareness. I don't really follow the months, but this was creating a mental, this is a mental issue. This is, and I'm willing to admit that. I admitted I took opioids unfiltered. This is to help you. So I would even say, why do we have to swallow the food? I just want to taste it. When I swallow it, it goes away and then there's no more food. Like this is how my brain was just, I was, I didn't, I don't even know what was happening with it. It just made no complete sense. So I felt like I constantly had to keep eating. I broke, I was contributing to breaking my body down. Plus I had genetic mutations that I didn't know I had. I had genetic mutations for type one diabetes and I always knew I was diabetic, but I was misdiagnosed with other bullshit because type one, you have it for, from the time you're younger till when you're older. Type two is very different. You can develop that, but I have type, I had type one. I say had, cause I don't like to claim anything. I, I didn't know that all of this was going on in my body. And so I developed a really bad food addiction. And now I'm much smaller. I'm almost at the 127 mark. But it took me dealing with the mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual aspects to get to where I am. And a lot of people, like I said, don't go that deep. So I helped people go that deep. I helped people figure out what's making me do this. What is what needs to leave my life to where I can have a healthy relationship with food? How can I? This is why I also created the Earthly Desserts recipe book that should be coming out very very soon and it's Earthly Desserts on Instagram. This is why I adjusted my Diet, a diet is a lifestyle. A diet is not, oh, I'm on a diet. Can't do that. Diet should be your lifestyle. Consistency is everything. So this is why I created this recipe book because I know how difficult it is to want to eat completely healthy, but you also want your other shit too. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) So that's why I created cookies and things like that. If you have a, a sweet tooth, Uh, that's why I created the Avi free life guide, which you do get when you subscribe to my newsletter, you get it completely free. It has recipes in there. It has workouts in there. It's a holistic thing. It also has lifestyle tips, everything that I share on this podcast. Definitely go peruse the website. It'll be more blogs on there. It'll be more stuff on there just to help you. I just want people to feel good about themselves. I've seen my 600-pound life, and I've said if only those people dealt with their mental and emotional, I feel like crying because it's just so heart-wrenching. If they dealt with their physical, their spiritual, their mental and emotional aspects, These people would live fulfilled lives. And I want all of you to live fulfilled lives. I've learned that taking care of yourself is not selfish. It's not. You have to pour into yourself. 
so you can pour into others. Thank you so, so much for listening to this episode. There will be more upcoming episodes, including my health journey that's coming up. I'm going to have a lot of great guests coming and please subscribe to this podcast. It's available on Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. It will be up on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, share, like, comment, review, do whatever you have to do because this podcast will help so many people. Subscribe to my newsletter. It's www.avishael.com slash subscribe. Sign up for that newsletter. You get a free ebook, free goodies. There's a giveaway happening. Share with all your friends and have an unfiltered day. I will see you next week.